0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nichols College Esports Podcast, Episode Seven. Take a little bit of a hiatus for Thanksgiving. I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Um, we have been speaking about that, and we all had a good Thanksgiving, um, and we hope that you guys did as well. So today we have a lot of different. We kind of were talking before we hit record on the pod, and we were thinking of different ways to just come up with like random ideas. Like we were on our computers looking at all this different stuff, and we found a lot of. Strange articles, a lot of newsworthy articles, and um articles relating to the c s l which Nichols will be taking a part of, so I say we get into it um I know Steve, you had an article about the c s l that you wanted to talk about, which I thought was interesting, yes, yeah, so the c s l is the league
1: that we personally play in for right currently all of the active games that uh we play in uh and they have just signed a contract to have HyperX as a perennial sponsor. Um, so, this will also have them be providing prize money for weekly and monthly events as a part of the deal, as, lo- as well as being, you know, having HyperX uh, headphones or whatever else comes with them.
0: I feel like wait, they're actually going to be awarding money. Yeah, that's what I feel it is. Like that
2: can get expensive.
0: Like, do they understand how many, how many colleges there are? That's a lot of money.
1: They're trying to, what it's saying is that they're trying to build a global presence in competitive gaming. Um, and they believe that integrating it into colleges and in the CSL League will um, be able to create passion and affiliation with those games and the esports initiative that
0: they're trying to create. I mean, I see on your article there, it says HyperX to sponsor PUBG Global Championship. So, I mean, I guess they're getting paid a pretty penny for that. Yeah. So, And I think, didn't HyperX win um, like, eSports Sponsor of the Year at the eSports Awards? Let me check. Um, I think they did, wherever that is. I'm pretty sure they did. I don't know what the name of the category was. Yeah, they did. They're
1: coming up big. A lot of the streamers, I'm pretty sure Dr. Lupo has some hyperx stuff like there there's at least like a ton of big streamers out there that have some sort of hyperx
0: gear on them. Yeah, it was Esports Commercial Partner of the Year.
2: And I think uh Cloud9 is like I think HyperX is Cloud9's main sponsor so all their athletes are
0: Yeah, I think in your article I was reading, I was actually like looking over your shoulder. It says like HyperX sponsors a bunch of different esports organizations. Yeah, it's right there yep
1: uh XL esports entity gaming uh dragon x dire wolves cloud nine lgd gaming uh natus vincris i don't i can't speak english very well that's Ren- not english no it's not uh renegades and team liquid not
0: vincere mm, there you go we can just say navi navi uh, okay It's early
1: morning and I can't speak English does not work very well for me.
0: Yeah, true. We are filming on a Saturday morning instead of usually our our typical uh, uh, Tuesday around like two o'clock. Unfortunately,
1: if you know, uh, we are in Massachusetts and it can get snowy. So our normal day got knocked out by a nice
0: big blizzard. I was just looking at this. Rocket League Esports, do they play? They play on computer, right? PC? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Esports console player of the year. I'm sorry. I still have this article up. I know we weren't going to talk about this. But KDOP is on here. Really? Uh, Justin. Like, do they think that Rocket League is a console esport? Maybe they consider it just because of the actual um, controller that they use. Maybe. Uh, That's that's one I guess. That's
2: that's awkward because I know both of those guys stream on PC.
0: And, And Yukio plays with mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Like, there's some Rocket League players that play with mouse and keyboard.
2: Very few, but, yeah.
0: Psychos. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, I just saw that, and I feel like that's that's uh, a little bit of weird. an oversight on their part. Yeah. Um, so, is there anything else you wanted to say about that? Uh,
1: not really. I, I'm just sort of excited to see what HyperX puts into the CSL. Uh, I don't know how much longer that we're going to stay with them or what games that we're going to continue with them. Um but it should be interesting adding in some more prize money because it was also like a decent amount of money that uh, those prizes were. Um, one thing that I would actually like to add is that officially, Dave told me this the other day, officially we do have Overwatch on board as a new game coming next semester. Awesome. That is awesome. Big, big deal. Um, it should be very interesting being that if we stay in the CSL, it's going to get very messy, because for whatever reason, not really trying to knock them, but at the same time sort of knocking them, they have every single game being competitively played at the same exact time. It just screws everything up. So, we have six PCs in here to play on. Overwatch takes six people to play, so we cannot play any other game at that point in time, so Dave's talking about that and trying to look towards the future and possibly jump into a different league just because of that
0: I feel like you kind of have no choice at that point like if you're trying to make and there's some people on the team that play on multiple teams like you can't afford to like miss out on a a tournament I mean yeah but like if you're I mean I guess if you're good enough then it would matter
1: that's true. But, I mean, at the same time, like, even right now, like, during the tournaments that we had for the CSL, there were people playing in their dorms just because we didn't have enough room in here. Granted, that's sort of
2: on the school, not
1: thinking about that, but that's also the budget that we had is for six.
2: I mean, I know I know that's how uh, CRL does it, so college, Collegiate Rocket League. They do that. They All the competitors play in their rooms. But that's also dependent on the competitors having the hardware to do that. Yeah, which, I mean,
1: that's the thing. Our Wi-Fi sucks. Yeah. It's bad. And that's why they, personally, for this room, they had to create a different Wi-Fi and have it um, just unleashed for this room. Just no, no restrictions, anything like that. Just so we can play in here because... Otherwise, we would have so much lag.
0: Yeah, I guess the Wi-Fi in here is actually, like, insane. Yeah. Like, someone's... I forget who I was talking to, like, in one of my classes. And he said, like, the... You know, like, the registered devices Wi-Fi? It's, like, 20 megabits a second to download something? Maybe. It, maybe. That's on a good day, actually. Yeah. It, it drops down to, like, 1,000 kilobytes here and there. I'm like, yeah. oh, boy. Yeah. Um, but... He said, like, someone came in here to do, like, an 18-gig update. It took 15 minutes. Yeah,
1: I I know who that was. That was Joey Wright, probably. Joey Wright or Jared, because I know Joey told me about that, that he was trying to get it done in his dorm, and it was going to take, like, five, six hours. And he was like, actually, let's go to the esports room and try to, you know, figure that out and see if we could get in. They had struggles trying to get in, but then PJ let them in. Wow. Out of all people, PJ let them in. Then Jared gave him a tour of the room, <laughs> and then let her go. And then they plugged the um, the PlayStation into the LAN cable, and then just it went 15 minutes.
0: That's awesome. Like literally 15 minutes. Like that's fast. That's crazy. That's that's over a gigabyte a minute.
2: Jesus.
0: I don't think my my I don't think the Wi Fi in my home does that. They went all all in. That, that's what Charles and Dave said. They went all in on this room. I wonder which... how much they're paying for the Wi Fi in here to get that kind of speeds. That's insane. Well, I
2: think they have um, optical cables running for internet, but because it's spread out Wi-Fi-wise over the entire campus, I think it bogs down completely. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So, they,
1: I, they also did upgrade all of the Wi-Fi. Supposedly, that's what Charles said, that they upgraded all the Wi-Fi for, all, for the whole campus. But the issue was that it
2: does not work with PlayStation. Mm-hmm,
1: yeah. So everyone's PlayStation... <laughs> Gets just blasted.
2: I had to jury-rig mine in my dorm room. I had to connect a LAN cable to my PC and have my PC connect to the Nichols College Wi-Fi. Yikes.
0: Uh, and those speeds must be trash.
2: Actually, I'm getting 30 megs per second.
0: Whoa. Yeah. That, that That's like an update that would take like 12 hours, dude. Nice job. Yeah. That's insane. Um, our next article we want to talk about is... Pokemon Sword and Shield became the fastest-selling Nintendo Switch game ever. And it says that it sold over 6 million copies worldwide in its first week of release, putting it on track to become the biggest seller on the console yet. Um, These figures are according to a tweet from the Pokemon Company, and it says, for context, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, the top-selling Switch game currently, well, not currently anymore, that was bad, that was a bad word, that was bad English. Um, was 19 million units sold according to Nintendo in their recent like software sales numbers. And that came out in April of 2017, and Pokemon Sword and Shield already has a third of that. Jeez. And the game's been out for what a month? Not even, Something like that. I was one of those six million. Oh,
1: God. This man
0: played. How many
1: hours do you have on that game now? I have like 54. You can probably have more than that now.
0: No, because I haven't played in a while. Yeah, that's the thing. You had that like within the first two to three weeks. The first two to three days, I think I had like 25 hours grinding that game. I have 240 something Pokemon in my Pokedex out of 400. My friend's down to like the last 35. He just needs like the, the sword deluxe. What do you guys think of the concept of Pokemon having two different games come out at once?
2: I mean, I think because of the uh I don't really know the difference of them. Forgive me, but um I think the amount of fans of Pokemon around the world is is like actually really good for two games because there's I, I'm sure there's differences. Right.
0: Well yeah, the only differences are is like I think When we were playing through, because we were kind of, like, my friends and I were kind of on, like, the same, like, track of playing the game. So, I think the only few differences were there's, like, there's eight gyms total that you have to go through. And I think, like, two of them are a little different from game to game. And then, at the end, you get, like, a, you're, each game has, like, a legendary Pokemon, and it's exclusive for the game, either Shield or Sword. And, um... Yeah, like there's a few others, maybe like 15 that are exclusive to a separate game and then you just have to trade with your friends that have that game or whatnot. So, yeah, I, that's kind of insane. I mean, I, I understand that Pokemon is an immensely popular title. Sure. Probably the most popular gaming title in the world other than maybe Minecraft.
1: Like, I feel like Pokemon is even more than Minecraft just because everyone knows Pokemon. Like you could ask like your grandparents and they probably know Pokemon. Yeah, like true. let's be honest. Yeah. They
0: everyone really knows about that game.
2: Plus with Minecraft it's it's one game where Pokemon spread out across hundreds of
0: yeah. titles. True. Yeah, like um I think like the original games the Pokédex was maybe like 100 Pokemon and this one's 400. Like it's like Pokemon from like all the different generations into this game. I mean granted there's some that they left out. Like, um, who did they leave out? I'm trying to think. Starmie and You, they left out. Abra, they left out. That's like one of my favorite Pokemon. I
2: left him out. I wish it, I could tell you I know what you're talking about. Well, because
0: his evolutions are really cool. Because his name is Abra. And then it, then his second evolution is Kadabra. And then the third evolution is Alakazam. And it's cool. like he's a that, that's he's a like psychic. A, that's
1: like an OG Pokemon. That is an OG. But yeah, I, I think that... Going back to what you were talking about, being that the, is it good to have two games like that? I think it just works. It's They've always come out with basically two games at the same time, I feel like, if my memory doesn't fail me. And it just has worked. It's just what sort of Pokemon's way is. Just like every other game, like Call of Duty comes out with like a similar time span. It's just how they roll. You know,
0: but do do you think like the six million number is kind of skewed because people ended up getting both games? I mean, yeah, but I mean, you're still making the money. Doesn't yeah. really matter to me
1: if um people are double buying or whatever it is. It's you're still making that money on the back end.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I guess like the like the copies sold, like the six million number, is definitely a little skewed because people would pay the hundred and twenty dollars to get both of those games. So I mean. I don't know like it's still kind of crazy to think like in the first week they did 6 million copies and Mario Kart did 19 million over 2 years pretty, pretty ridiculous crazy. I mean
1: it's understandable but that's the thing um Pokemon has a game that they can do that because it's so widespread and people love it and they've done it for so long and people will buy it it's just sort of how they grew their market you know what I mean if say Mario Kart or There's certain games that you can't do it, which is, you know, it's understandable. It's just the way that it goes. Pokemon's just the game that you can do that with, really.
0: Yeah, it says Super Smash Bros. Ultimate sold 12.08 million units over two months after the release. And that's the second highest selling game on the platform behind Pokemon now. That's crazy.
2: On the news of Pokemon, uh, the creators of Pokemon Go are partnering with Qualcomm to make pokemon go alternate reality glasses so not vr so it's not like a blank but it's it's regular see-through glasses that you can see and then they pop up in real world
1: it's sort of like the um the google glasses that they yeah, came out exactly. with a while
0: ago yeah That's those were those were a failure
2: yeah
1: i honestly thought those were going to go somewhere but anyway getting back i i this is going to be a disaster. It could be either really good or really bad. You might, yeah. We might actually have to create laws that say you cannot drive and catch Pokemon at the same time.
2: The world we live in. I mean, you know, the, the new, when Pokemon Go first came out, you knew the news. Like, there was, a, there was a lot of actual incidents of people being hurt because they were running into roads or they were stopping in the middle of the street imagine what they could do without actually have to use their hands. It's insane. I mean, good on
1: Pokemon and all of them just, like, creating this stuff. Like, they're very, Nintendo's just very with it, with the times. So they know what's coming, and that's, it's what's coming. Like, what can I say else about that? They know what um, the market wants, and Pokemon Go was such a big success. Why not try to make something that's very similar to it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I do think the idea is a little dangerous. That's that's a um, little dangerous, maybe an understatement, um, because like like you just said, like there's so many people like already with just playing Pokemon Go on like a phone or a Switch that endangered their lives and the lives of others, and now with it's basically virtual reality, what is someone going to be driving on like? Like a town road, and they see a Charizard on the side of the road. They're just gonna slam in the brakes and get out and go and try and find it. Like that's just not no. Like I am out on this idea. If I was an investor, I would be no. You know this isn't this ain't it because honestly that is just not no. Nope. Imagine, that's
1: almost it. I'm imagine the fights in the back of the car, like a mom's just driving her minivan and the little kids
2: like, mom stop stop stop. There's a Charizard on the side of the road, and she's like. What is going on? The mom driving the cyber truck and the two kids in the back with their Pokemon Go <laughs> AR headsets. Oh my God. <laughs> what is this world coming to? Honestly. Uh, okay. On another note of AR, VR experiences, the Moscow Ministry of Agriculture and Food has introduced specially fitted VR headsets for cows to, quote, reduce anxiety. All I'm going to say is. Of course it's
1: Moscow. That's, I'm sorry. <laughs> of course it's Moscow. I, again, what is this world coming to? We're not here to insult Russians, Stephen. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if anyone were to make a VR headset
2: for cows, I think it would be Moscow, Russia. I think it's a great idea. I mean, they have cited research that says they've shown a link between cows' emotional experience and its milk yield. I think it's a
0: fantastic
2: idea. I think it's interesting.
0: I mean, I I think that maybe for the first little bit, the cow may be a little bit uncomfortable, but I think once it gets used to it, it's just walking around, it's like it's in a giant field, but really it's in like a barn. And like, I don't know, like it's just kind of cool. I, I mean, I don't really know how else to say it. Like if they think it has a potential to create more money for the farmers, then sure,
1: all, all i'm gonna i'm gonna interject something i'm not saying that it's a bad idea it's interesting very like if it actually works and you're saying that there's statistical stuff to back it up um ha- how does hurting work like you know like bringing them around hurting them like are you going to take the vr headsets off of them every single time you need to herd them or bring them somewhere It it just seems to me like they would get freaked out even more getting them taken off. Are they going to live with it their whole life? Or is it just going to be like when they're done doing what they need to do, are they going to put them on?
2: So it kind of seems like, I mean, at least from a perspective that I'm coming from, seems like this is the road down to having them in one-by-one one pens and having the VR headset on them and them not knowing it. I mean, that's just me. That might be like worst case. But it does say that the initial tests have reported boosted the overall emotional mood of the herd, and they're looking to extend the tests. So right now, I think it's just their normal environment. So fields or... I don't know how Moscow does it. (laughs) It it is very interesting, I'd have to say. I, I wouldn't have thought of it.
1: No, I don't think most people wouldn't have thought of it. But I mean, that's... We're more city esque, I guess. Yeah. Uh, most of us over here. So, people that are you know to the farming life. Maybe honestly, Texas could have came out with this sometime. When
2: um, <laughs> you when you have a state that's come up with the term barn dominium, you know they can come out with VR for cows. <laughs> you ever seen a barn dominium? No, nope. no. It's a uh, it's a big house. It's made to look like a barn. It's pretty cool. It's a whole show on TLC. It's
0: like um like a condominium but they call it barn dominium. Yeah.
2: It's got like a it's got metal roof siding. It's, it's a barn dominium.
0: Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> We're going to go back and watch
1: that on TLC.
0: You're absolutely <laughs> right. Um what else do we got?
2: Dr. Disrespect. Yeah. All right. Dr. Disrespect has uh signed a television deal with Skybound Entertainment and the creator of The Walking Dead series to create a um Doctor Disrespect TV show animated TV show.
0: I don't really know where they're going to go with it, but I think it's interesting for right now. I mean, I don't like I feel like there's only so much you can do, you know.
2: I'm thinking they're going to go more down the road of South Park because knowing Doctor Disrespect, I don't think he's going to be um family friendly.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like um <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. What do you got thoughts, Steve?
1: Um I think like as far as I've never really sat down and watched Dr. Disrespect. He's not um my kind of streamer, but uh I th- as far as I've heard and seen some clips of him, he seems like he could be an animation to be honest. Like he just fits that mold in my head and he does a lot of like weird crazy stunts i feel like on his streams like he would i I actually pulled up something uh for a project the other day and he had like a a fake desk in front of him and everything and like he's very intuitive and creative i feel like in his streams and that's why he's such a big streamer
0: yeah his stream is insane actually like i was watching it like i'd watch it over the summer sometimes and it was like incredible the kind of like graphics that he does i guess it's like the transitions and stuff like in yeah. like the car or like the arena like it's just nuts
2: his production quality is crazy yeah and this this kind of raises a question like um how twitch streamers are trying to become more of a celebrity instead of a twitch streamer like ninja ninja is is more becoming that celebrity appearance and and doc is kind of going down that road now with this series
1: i mean t- tyler has made it a coin now, like ever since, even though New Year's was a really big fail for him when he came out on stage, the stream was really good. Going out on stage with you know 50, 60 year old people that have no idea who the hell he is, That's may have heard of him, floss. trying to make them floss that didn't pan out very well. But was he that last year
2: was that last year? I think that was last year, yeah,
1: it was either last year or the year before. Um, but just He is a personality, and I feel like, you know, as we grow up and the kids that watch him 24-7 grow up, like, they've already acted like he is a celebrity, so he can make that sort of jump and leap to becoming that.
2: I feel like he's kind of going down the road of, like, the Vine people. Mm -hmm. um how like they started off on vine they became influencers and now they're in like netflix series and netflix shows and i think that he's trying to go that way i don't know if he's gonna go like for like movie celebrity but he has definitely said that he would like to be the celebrity type of entertainer
1: yeah so like that that jump like david dobrik did from vine to youtube with his vlogs and now just being everywhere which i mean ninja sort of is that in a sense like if you look at any streamer i think he's the number one when it comes to anyone that knows what gaming and streaming is they probably know of ninja
0: yeah yeah definitely 100 percent. what else we got to talk about we kind of exhaust our resources.
2: I got one more. I got the uh COD Endowment announces the Code Bowl presented by US Army Esports. So it's a charitable event that will see eight teams partnered with streamers for a championship. And
0: I'm assuming courage will be there. I hope so. Because I think he's a COD partner. It says right. it on a stream. Yeah. Um who else? Probably some pros. Uh maybe.
1: I know I'm pretty sure Tim the Tatman's a COD and maybe Dr. Lupo as well. Yeah. I think that they're both and Shroud. Shroud, obviously, yeah.
2: Um so this is gonna be on December thirteenth. Oh it's very soon. Next week. Um so the event will feature eight teams with each team captained by a streamer playing Modern Warfare alongside members of the US Army Esports team. And it's sponsored by Scuff Gaming.
0: It's pretty interesting. The yeah. army has an esports team. Oh I mean, here we go. It's a school, so I guess. We've
2: got a list of streamers. So Shroud, Summit, um, Laserjack, Courage, Doctor Disrespect, DK, Stone Mountain, Syndicate, and Tim Tapman. I know maybe five of those people. I know you know Summit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is that five? That makes up the five. I think so. Summit, Dr. Disrespect, Courage. Dakotas? Dakotas
2: yeah. it's on there? Yeah, I yeah. said DK.
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, I'm not hip. <laughs> Syndicate. Oh, yeah, so six, seven.
2: I don't know. I can't count. And then Stone Mountain might be the only one you don't know? Yeah. Nice.
0: Boom. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, for I sure. I think it's um something to at least... The one thing I didn't realize is that Army has an esports team.
2: Yeah, I just said that like a minute ago, but we didn't really talk about it. I think now it's cool. with the army having an esports team, would that be would we be competing against other countries' esports teams? I feel like that can get hostile. <laughs> that,
1: that would be a little interesting. Imagine
2: there. imagine playing Modern Warfare against uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah get wrecked. Starts, you couldn't beat us in a real war. You can't beat us here. Starts dabbing on. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, that would be insane. But I think it's a good idea. I, I, I like the Call of Duty endowment. I think um, it was maybe a few years ago. There was a stream for the Cotton Endowment, and they were giving out T-shirts. And you had to donate $5, and I donated $5. And
2: I got a T-shirt. Nice.
0: I don't know where that T-shirt is now, though. That's probably too small for me. Probably. Um. Yeah, that was a while ago. Maybe middle school? Yeah, long time. Well, we exhausted our resources, gentlemen. And I think it's time we wrap this up. So for everybody listening at home and from Tim, Steve, and Brendan, we will see you next week.